The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning and a Merry Christmas to you all. I'm Zach Epperson. This morning we have a very special guest on this week's program, Hardin County native and a graduate of John Hardin High School, the 51st Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, Mr. Daniel Cameron. This morning we're talking about some of the initiatives and goals that his office pursued this past year as they related to issues facing everyday Kentuckians as well as COVID-19. So again, joining me this morning, the Attorney General of the State of Kentucky, Mr. Daniel Cameron. Sir, how are you doing? It's a pleasure to talk with you. Zach, I'm doing well. Thanks for, for having me on, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Well, Merry Christmas to you as well, sir. So we'll get right into it. Uh, you know, this past month, uh, celebrating your one-year anniversary as Attorney General of the State of Kentucky. And coming up, I believe, on January 6th is when you were sworn in, I believe. Um, but regardless, we're looking at a, a year in review of your time in office as the Attorney General. So to start off with, I had an interesting question for you. Um, looking back on the past 12 months this last year, what have you learned about being Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Kentucky? Any interesting things that have come up? Well, uh, Zach, I, I think probably the most in, important thing uh, that we have learned and really has been affirmed over the course of this year, just how uh, incredibly incredibly important and the responsibility of being Attorney General is, meaning that uh, this uh, office uh, has the opportunity uh, and is committed to standing up for the constitutional rights of all of our citizens here uh, in the Commonwealth. And so, you know, obviously, when you run for an office like this, you, you know that uh, uh, conceptually, uh, but now we've had over the course of a year, uh, in a practical sense, uh, to be able to uh, uh, really pursue and, uh, and in many ways uh, commit ourselves to that objective. So it's, um, it has been a, 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 a year of uh, great uh, experiences and, and opportunities and, and obviously challenges as well, uh, but we really are grateful as a team uh, for the opportunity to serve in this capacity and, and to stand up for the rule of law uh, and to continue acting as a voice uh, for the voiceless and, and those uh, who uh, cannot speak for themselves. So it, it is, uh, it's been a big year, and uh, we're looking forward to 2021 as well. Absolutely. So going into, you talked about, you know, the issues that you all have pursued your office. Uh, one of those, HB2, which dealt with human trafficking this past year, the legislature uh, enacted that. So talk about that HB2, and why was that, why was that issue a priority uh, for your office? Well, you know, House Bill 2 was a, a priority for this office. Uh, human trafficking, uh, whether it be sex trafficking or labor tra trafficking, is a, a issue here in the Commonwealth. And so this bill uh, really raises awareness. And so I was proud to work with uh, Chairman Petrie and, and Suzanne Miles uh, in this effort to uh, provide additional resources for law enforcement and prosecutors uh, to aid them in the investigation and prosecution of, of these cases. And so, it uh, again, uh, we've got some high-profile um, venues and events that uh, happen here in the Commonwealth. And so, really, uh, we want to uh, undertake an effort uh, to help bring awareness uh, to this issue. And, and, in fact, over the next uh, year, we're going to roll out uh, an awareness campaign uh, that will talk about uh, how uh, 
the simple act of us looking, uh, uh, you know, we're going to use the, the mantra, your eyes save lives, uh, to really underscore the importance of having 360-degree awareness uh, so that we can uh, be ever vigilant to the, uh, the uh, folks who uh, uh, perhaps find themselves in these uh, vulnerable positions. Another area uh, that you, that I was looking into that your office had touched on was the prevention and investigate increased investigation into child abuse. Uh, what steps uh, did the office take in that area, helping to? Because I know you all helped to get increased uh, investigation into those uh, allegations. So talk about that a little bit. Well, Zach, you you know that uh, Kentucky unfortunately has some of the highest rates of child abuse and neglect in the country. And at the beginning of this year. Uh, I, along with the U.S. Attorney in the Eastern District and the U.S. Attorney in the Western District, came together with uh, COSAIR Charities and Kentucky Youth Advocates and other uh, health care and child advocates uh, to look at ways the Attorney General's office uh, can, can feel perhaps a need in this space. And, and what came out of that meeting uh, was uh, the product of this child abuse prosecutorial toolkit that we unveiled uh, a month or so ago, and basically what that toolkit does is help our uh, prosecutors and investigators better prosecute and investigate these very complex child abuse cases. And so uh, this is a starting point in many ways. Uh, obviously, we're going to update the toolkit uh, as necessary, uh, but we want to put down a marker in this office in terms of, one, the responsibility of this office to respond to this, this scourge, but two, to allow people uh, across the Commonwealth to know uh, that this office wants to do everything it possibly can uh, to be a an able and willing partner in pushing back against the scourge. So it has been a uh, uh, it has been uh, a, a, a significant step in, in the fight against uh, child abuse. That's great to hear. Uh, now, certainly the the biggest story out of 2020 was COVID-19, the pandemic that just uh, took over the world and impacted everyone's lives. So another area I know that your, your office worked on uh, during the early stages of the pandemic was in terms of scams and, and that price gouging. I remember very well uh, the, the Tennessee brothers who were engaging in the price gouging scheme uh, across state lines, I believe. So from what you saw and what you dealt with, how big of a problem was that price gouging in the beginning of the pandemic? Well, look, price gouging and uh, COVID-19 scams uh, were a huge challenge uh, in the very uh, beginning months of this pandemic. Uh, we certainly continue to see uh, complaints being filed uh, on, on both accounts, and it really falls to this office in terms of our consumer protection uh, unit uh, to be vigilant and, and be aware of any trends in schemes that we're seeing or uh, helping to uh, stop any schemes or, or, or scams that, that might come into existence. It's all a part of our mission, uh, again, to look out for our consumers and, and all of Kentucky uh, when it comes to uh, paying for items in a store uh, or having uh, assurances that when you go to get a COVID-19 test that you are uh, getting what you what you pay for or what you expect. And so, you can rest assured that this office is going to, again, stand in the gap and, and fill any void or space that there might be on that front, uh, making sure that we're the watchman at the gate uh, in terms of protecting 
uh, and looking out for the interests uh, of the citizens here in Kentucky. Absolutely. I'm looking at uh, the uh, leaflet your office sent out, but $28 million in the, in the Office of Consumer Protection that's recovered on behalf of Kentucky citizens. I mean, that, that's a very large uh, chunk of change for Kentucky citizens to you know, not be subject to these, uh, these schemes of people trying to you know, you know, take advantage of people. It is, and you know, you mentioned our consumer protection office has, has uh, you know, helped recover uh, roughly twenty-eight million dollars. I'm reminded that our Medicaid unit uh, has helped in the recovery of thirty-two million dollars on behalf of, of Kentucky, and then our office of rate intervention, uh, which sometimes uh, you know people aren't aware of, but understand it when they look at their energy bill, uh, and they can understand that. Um, we have helped in intervening in cases on behalf of ratepayers. We've intervened to the tune of saving uh, folks $18 million collectively uh, in, in savings on their energy bill. So we are, again, th- this office is rolling on a lot of different fronts, and we're going to keep that ball rolling in 2021. Another aspect of COVID-19, obviously, uh, the governor's executive orders relating to the pandemic. And on some occasions, uh, you were opposed to uh, certain actions taken. What was it that you objected to in regards to some of those orders? Was it the the substance of the orders, the framework of it, that is, how they were crafted? What was it there? Well, look, I've said from the very beginning that I I certainly respect the president uh, and Governor Bashir and and all of our local officials, whether that be our county judges or uh, our, our mayors, uh, I have certainly, again, appreciate and respect uh, the role they have to play in keeping our communities safe. Uh, but we have an equally important responsibility, especially uh, in the Attorney General's office, to make sure uh, that we're looking out for the constitutional rights of all of our citizens. And so I'm reminded of the fact that uh, Attorney General uh, Bill Barr uh, said recently that even in the midst of a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be suspended. Uh, and so we wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. I think most Kentuckians agree with that sentiment as well, that we've got to strike the right balance between uh, keeping people safe but also respecting the constitutional values and principles that we all hold so dear and that this country uh, was founded on. And so when we've made these very deliberate decisions to get involved uh, in, in uh, pr- protecting and securing the right to worship in person uh, at church, or the right to to travel across state lines, or uh, the ability for uh, parents to send their children to uh, religiously affiliated schools, we've done so uh, not out of any animus, but out of respect for our constitutional values and principles. I think that's why you have an attorney general. I think you expect the attorney general to defend the constitutional rights and our civil, civil liberties. Uh, we've certainly taken to doing that without fear or favor, uh, and we're going to continue to do that uh, into 2021 as well. Wrapping, getting ready to wrap up our interview here, but you know, everybody at the end of a year always looks back at the year and you know the things that could have been, should have been. Uh, and so, in review of this year, is there anything that that you regret? Anything that, given the opportunity, that you'd do differently? Well, I um, I'm certainly proud of of the work uh, that this team has done here in the AG's office. Uh, I'm grateful uh, for the men and women uh, who've, who've taken, off, taken up the uh, call of, of public service. Uh, these are not easy jobs. They're not easy responsibilities, but I am grateful. Look, I, I, I do hope that in 2021 uh, that we in state government, uh, whether it's myself or the governor or any of our statewide elected office holders or our, our, our members in the Senate or in the House, 
will be very um, sensitive to the needs uh, of folks back home who have to make really difficult decisions at the dinner table at night uh, about how to stretch dollars. Uh, this pandemic has, has caused us to uh, respond in ways that sometimes I think um, we don't quite fully understand how it might affect folks back home. And so uh, I'm hopeful uh, that as we move into 2021, we'll continue uh, to find ways to open our economy back up, uh, that we'll continue to find ways to uh, really uh, hone in on those shared values uh, that uh, resonate and are part of the fabric of this great commonwealth. And I want to be a productive part of that conversation about how do we get this economy going again? How do we open the state back up? How do we continue to stand up for the rule of law? Uh, anything that I can do uh, and that this team can do to really uh, stress the importance of, of doing so responsibly, opening up our economy, standing up for the rule of law, defending our civil liberties, we want to do to the fullest extent. And so uh, I look forward to this upcoming year, grateful for this opportunity to serve as the 51st Attorney General. Uh, every day I, I, I am keenly aware that this opportunity was bestowed upon me by the men, women of all 120 counties, uh, grateful for the opportunity to serve, and, and hopefully I'm representing Hardin County well. Absolutely. 51st Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, uh, Daniel Cameron, and Hardin County native, as you mentioned it, joining me here this morning. Sir, a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Zach. Have a Merry Christmas. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can go to our website, wqxc.com, and click on the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.